Well, good morning and welcome to our Monday morning motivational call for Team Glacken. This is Senior Master Coordinator Jennifer Glacken. I'm going to be your moderator and host for today's call. Every single Monday we come together to get our business off on the right foot, to be thinking about our business. Um, Different times of the month we're at different places. Sometimes it's thinking ahead to our goals for the month and the end of the year. Sometimes it's trying to finish out our month. But one of the things I, I say, I think, every time I run the call, and I'm going to say it again this morning, but when we own a Shackley business, we have to keep ourselves accountable. We have to keep ourselves motivated. We have to figure out how to, how to reach our dreams and our goals and how to create that action plan and sort of hold our feet to the fire. When you have a job or you go to a corporate place or even if you worked at McDonald's or Starbucks, you have to check in. There's a time you're supposed to be there. If you're not there, you're probably going to get fired. And so in Shackley, while that's a blessing that we don't have somebody hanging over our shoulders, we have to learn how to keep ourselves motivated. And one of the ways to do that is by plugging into calls like this, where we are able to be keeping our head in the right place, keeping our head in the, in the Shackley world, so to speak. So today's topic, um, last week we were talking a little bit about overcoming under-earning, and today we want to talk about dreaming. We want to talk about how do we dream, how do we keep our dreams alive, what are some of the things that we need to do to even start dreaming. And so before I open the call up to get your thoughts on this, I just want to make a couple of comments about it. You know, I really think as a society we have stopped allowing and encouraging people to dream. If you think about sort of, and maybe these weren't things that you heard growing up, but this was definitely stuff that I heard growing up was you had to do well in school so that you could get into a good college and you had to get a good degree and go to a good college so that you could get a good job. And once you had your good job, then you had to keep that good job because that was going to be your stability in your future. Well, that doesn't, I mean, I don't know where in there anybody hears anything about dreaming because I certainly didn't. And when I was young, I had a dream of being a ballet dancer. I think some of you know that. And I was actually a professional dancer. And I had job offers over in uh, in Europe. I had a job offer with the Ballet de Marseille in France, and I had a job offer with the Zurich Ballet. And because of my lack of ability to dream and to keep my dream alive, I ended up letting my dream go. And I stayed, mm-hmm. uh, I stayed in the States, and I went to college so that I could get that good degree and get that good job. And I just think back on, you know, with my own kids and just it, when, I'm, when we talk in Shackley all the time, I mean, most of us have a difficult time dreaming. So I'm going to be quiet for just a second now after I've said a few words about what my thoughts are on dreaming. What do you guys think about dreaming? Do you think it's easy to do? Is it something that all of you are doing consistently? Or has it been a struggle for some of you? What are your thoughts around dreaming? Hi, Jennifer. It's Heather. Hey there, Heather. Hi, good morning. I just appreciate you bringing this topic up because I think not only is it, um, you know, the mindset that we all grew up with, and it's also the mindset that's around us. So not only do we have to realize uh, there is another way, and I think most of us here believe that we have the better way, but um, also we have to keep that in mind to be strong, that people around us are going to be thinking that too. And so as far as being, you know, I grew up with the mentality, you know, save now, you know, don't travel, don't enjoy life, don't um, explore, don't just keep the job, work hard, put the pennies away, hide them under your pillowcase, and then hopefully you can take care of yourself when you're older. And, of course, our economy and our society has changed dramatically in 50 years. And I just think it is. It's not, when we say dreaming, it's not that we're just in-class daydreaming. You know, I think people hear dreaming and it's not, uh, it's not mindless and it's not pointless. 
Um, it is it's it's our ability to see and envision, as you've said, so many people on the team have said countless times, to envision the future as we want it to be, as opposed to um, a methodology that somebody else has imposed and ingrained in us. So um, I just wanted to articulate uh, how important, critical, and powerful dreaming is and the end that is uh, so successful. So I just wanted to throw that bit in. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for sharing that. And it's so true. I mean, you know, the ability to dream is something that we have to sort of cultivate and work on in ourselves because I think it's been dulled for so many years. But we are surrounded by a lot of people who aren't dreaming. And so a lot of people will be, quote, unquote, dream stealers. And they won't necessarily mean to. You know, I, I think back with my ballet example I was giving earlier, my parents kept talking about how important it was for me to get a degree and how important it was to go to college and that, you know, what would happen if I would break a leg and I'd be over in Europe all by myself. And, you know, they weren't meaning to be dream stealers. If you asked them, they were probably trying to protect me and make sure that I, you know, was okay and healthy and all that kind of stuff. But it really did plant seeds of doubt, which ended up, I allowed to steal my dream. And so we have to learn how to dream first, and then we have to learn how to protect our dreams. So thanks, Heather, for sharing that. I'd also like to share something about your views on dreaming. Do you do, do, it, you do it consistently? Is it easy for you to build that dream in your head and visualize it and work towards it, or is it a challenge? Jennifer, uh, Linda Courtney here. Hey there. Hi. Uh, I do think um, you're, you're exactly right about the dream stealers, and they, they just they mean to caution you because they've taken some hits in life. But I, I'm just here to say that your, your ability and your desire to dream doesn't ever go away. So you might as well just, you know, kick that um, caution to the curb because it, um, you get to the end of life where we are, uh, we're in our 60s, and we still have that real desire to, you know, to do something wonderful, and it doesn't go away. So you might as well go at it, you know, when you're a teenager and you in your 20s and in your 30s. And I've just been thinking about ways that I've maybe done that to my own um, kids and grandkids because I didn't want them to um, wreck, you know, or or um, get into trouble that they couldn't get out of because their dreams are really big. So um, I guess my my um, my caution would be an anti-caution, and that's just to go for it because you're gonna. It's not going to go away. I agree. I agree. It's always going to be there. And, and you know something, even no matter where we are in life, we probably want something a little bit different unless we have really captured our dreams and run towards them. Otherwise, we've got that longing inside of us to do something. And I think the people who actually go out there and really do something big, maybe they still have longings to do more, but I think they feel very accomplished. And I feel like they feel like they've met their dreams. They've reached their dreams because they actually went out there and went for it. What are some other thoughts on dreaming? Everybody's dreaming very well, and you guys are working towards your dreams and your goals and your vision. 
Good morning, Jennifer Sharon. Um, dreams have been very, very good morning. Has been very hard for me. Um, very ethereal, I think, is probably what I would say. And part of it has also been like, oh, I don't deserve that, or why would I think that, you know, I would get that? Um, it's easy to be negative in that space. And you know, within my legalistic background of the church, it was more like, you know, you believe, you know, these good things don't necessarily come to you. Right, like it can be hard. We were in the mission field, and you know we had a pool on our station. And my parents would always say, you know, don't tell anybody that we have a pool, because you know heaven forbid that the supporters back at home who are paying for us to be out here think that we're doing anything that would be fun or good. Right, like we need to be serving Jesus with that money, and you know, so you kind of had to like shut that down. Like God, it wasn't about the good stuff; it was about you know, slugging it through, and that was the life. And so, so much of the dreaming for me has been mindset. And I feel like I'm beginning to get, not beginning, I'm, I'm getting to a much better place where I'm actually now, like you said so often, beginning to be able to put the details on my dreams. And then instead of having these big ethereal dreams, I'm beginning to be able to make them about today and about tomorrow and about next month um, in, in details that I hadn't before. But it's been a long journey of mindset and undoing some of that stuff and believing that, and number one, is who God is for me and believing in who I am and the gifts and talents that he's given me. So it's just the journey, but I agree with you. I don't think that it's something that we have done well or taught well. And I'm grateful that in this business, in this industry, on this team, that it is something that is important. Well, and thank you for sharing. I mean, that was vulnerable of you to share some of how you grew up, and I think it's important for all of us to sort of think back to some of those phrases, some of the words that were maybe shared with us as kids that we plant in our head. You know, last week when we were talking about overcoming under earnings, some of that really is about how we view money and our vision of money. Well, it's the same thing with dream building. It's the way we were taught to, you know, maybe, I mean, in my house, we were taught to save everything. My parents were so focused on retirement and, you know, something the blessing is my parents have been retired for 19 years and they've had a very full, wonderful life and they did save for their retirement. So they're sort of the, 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 the positive story for that. But I know so many people who've saved all their money. They haven't gone traveling. They haven't enjoyed life. And then they retire and they pass away within a couple of months or even a couple of years after retirement and they don't enjoy life. And so, you know, we're not guaranteed anything. And we want to make sure that no matter whether we're in the, the quote-unquote work phase of our life or whether we're in the retirement phase of our life, that we're able to do what we want to do, that we're able to design the life that we want to live. And I say that, and, and, and I'm sure that there's some folks on this call, because I know when I do coaching calls, people ask this all the time. People say, I don't know what that means when you say design the life that you want to live. So let me make a couple of comments about that while all of you are thinking about your own dreaming and what you want to share. But I would really encourage everybody to take out a piece of paper and to write down their ideal day. Now, I'm not talking about an ideal day when you're on vacation. So it's not like you wake up on the beach and you're relaxing all day and you're just, you know, on vacation because that's a different mindset. And, and it's great to want to go on vacation and to dream about vacations. However, I want you to design your life, what life would be like when you're, quote, unquote, working still, when you've got your Shackley business. Perhaps you've got your Shackley business to whatever level you'd like to have it at. I know when I was working on Master Coordinator, I was told, design what your life would look like as a master. And I would spend a little bit of time each day writing in a journal about what I thought my life would look like. 
And I really did create the life I wanted to live. I find when I look back and I read all those details, a lot of that is what my life is right now. And so you have to design it first and visualize it and believe it and create it. And some of the things you're able to create early on, and you can, when you start writing down some of the things, you're like, well, why can't I do that now? And maybe you can do it now. And so then you can build some of your dream stuff into right now, into everyday life right now. But some of it's going to be stuff down the road and into the future. So through this conversation so far, what's being sparked, not just what I just said, but what everybody's been sharing here as far as dreaming? What are your thoughts on dreaming? Who else would like to share? Hi, it's Trista. Hey there. Hey. Um, I love this topic along with so many others, but this is something I've really been kind of really focusing on, and you gave me that task to design the life that I want day to day, and I'm still working on it because I'm going, what do I want? You know, sometimes it's hard because if we don't know what we want, then how are we supposed to design it? So that's something I've been, you know, really thinking about, and as you're, you know, as everybody's sharing on the call, I was brought up kind of with, it sounds like a similar family, save, save, save for retirement. You know, my parents are in a great place, you know, but they always would say, oh, those people have money, you know, like, not like they were bad for that. Oh, he, he is a Cadillac. He just thinks he's better than everybody. And even to this day, my mom will say things, well, why do you need a fancy car? Why do you need a big house? Why do you need this? Why do you have to go on vacations? And I'm like, but that's what we wanted. That's what, like, we designed and we're there. And so even at my age, I'm still getting it. And it stirs those childhood feelings. So then I have to get back alone and, you know, start going through my dreams again, going, no, I am not here to please somebody else. I'm here to please myself, please my family, please God, you know. And so just I like the writing the day-to-day out. And I like that you even um, had put as a master because that. I'm sure looks very different than becoming a brand new business builder, you know, the day-to-day activities. So I'm going to get that done today. Thank you. Good, good. And, and if you struggle with what does life look like, that's actually one of the beauties of going to global conference or any time that you're around a master. And obviously if you're on my team, you can ask me at any point, but I think it's nice to get some different viewpoints on what does a day in the life of a master look like? You know, some of the masters live on the beach. Um, Rocky Pratt owns his own island in the Bahamas. You know, the people have all sorts of different types of lifestyles. Some people live with their families in farms. Some people, you know, just there's all sorts of different things that you can design. But really, the beauty of it is you can design whatever you want. You know, we tell some of the stories with the 1099s and the health and wealth to try and get people thinking. Tony and Debbie love to travel. Helene Bart gave all of her money away to gifted and talented schools or to build gifted and talented schools in Chicago. And then she passed her business down through the generations. And Liz Sue wanted to have a horse. And Becky and Chris used their money to take care of their family and to give back. And so there's, just, there's so many reasons why people build a Shackley business. And you, everybody on this call, has a passion, has a reason for why you're building And you can take your dreaming and sort of go beyond that, go a couple of steps beyond what the reasons are right now. If your reason right now is I need money, okay, great. Let's assume that you have all of the money that you need. Then what? You know, what would you do with your Shackley income? And you just start to dream. And and there's a couple of things I want to just share with you guys about things that I have done that have really helped me in, in helping me with my vision. I 
I created a folder where I just, every time I would get a magazine, I would rip pages out of magazines of, you know, houses I liked or, you know, little things that I wanted. So maybe I needed a new pair of running shoes. Or at one point, this is years ago, I wanted a camera. Obviously, nowadays, you don't need a camera. We have our phones. But, you know, there was all those little things I would put into this folder, even if I wanted to get a new book. Um, I would, you know, rip that, you know, I, I get people magazines sometimes, and then there's a, a section on books, and I would rip that page out if there were some books on there that I wanted to read. And so it was about, you know, anything that I wanted or wanted to do, have, be, or become went into that folder. And as I started to go back through those pages, some of the things became rewards. Um, you know, at one point I wanted to, to have a personal trainer. This was years ago. Um, when I, and I told myself, I said, when I get to C coordinator, I'm going to get a personal trainer. And I've had a personal trainer since I hit the rank of C coordinator. For me, that was a very important part of my health, but that was an investment in me and a reward for me. But that came out of I, I had put personal trainer into that folder of things that I wanted at some point in the future. Um, I decided that when I became a master coordinator, I was going to have somebody cleaning my house. I still have a house cleaner. So you know, some of those things we do as rewards and some of the things are how you build your life and what you want your life to look like. So I would encourage you if you don't already have either a place that you're jotting things down that you want to have, do, be, or become, or if you get a folder and you do things like I do, like rip things out of magazines or put things in there as you think of things that you want, um, that's just a, an easy way to sort of capture some of that. So back to the original question, what are some thoughts on dreaming? And, and this is just an open topic about dream. How do you keep your dream alive? How do you, you know, what are you doing as far as your dreaming? What's holding you back from dreaming? Anything that you want to share here? Sounds like everybody's dreaming then. Myself <laughs> 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 and La La Land dreaming. No, I'm just joking. Um, let me just share a couple of other thoughts around dream building. You know, I think it's important that we do obviously take the time to create what we want. And Trista, you were so right when you said, if, if you don't know what you want, then how can you work towards it? Because you can't. You know, you have to have something down that you're moving towards, something in the future that you're working towards. It's like that bullseye. But we also have to then keep the dream alive. So I'm going to go ahead and assume, we're going to take a sort of a leap here and, and just assume that everybody takes the time to build their dream. And once you've built your dream, then the important step is to keep it alive. So there's always two things happening, I think, for all of us, and this would be continuous, is that we've always got to keep dreaming and keep, keep changing because our, our dreams are going to grow and change as we grow and change. And then we have to do something, whether it's a vision video, a goal board, um, affirmations, meditation and visualization, whatever it is that we're going to do on a daily basis to move ourselves towards our dreams. So anybody have any questions about like goal boards or vision videos or any of those things? Does everybody have a goal board? Is everybody using something like that to keep their dream alive? Hi, it's Trista again. Hey there. I actually, I, I made myself a, um, because I travel so much, I made myself one that fits in my suitcase because it is kind of big, but it actually folds in half. And I do keep it in front of me, and I, I've forgotten a couple times because I left it folded in a suitcase or something. And 
I noticed like my activity towards my goals diminished, you know, it really went down. And then when I'm like, oh, I put it out again, then I'm in action, then I'm excited, you know, and I notice just the energy of my day is different when I have my goals in front of me. Absolutely. If we are, if we know what we're working towards, we're going to be far more focused. If you have a goal board of any sort, I'd recommend making copies of it. And I know if you're if you're cutting and pasting and putting things on a poster board, it's a little more challenging than to have several of them. What I've done in the recent years, just because it's so much easier and it's easier to change, is I actually take a PowerPoint slide, just one slide, and I cut and paste pictures off of the Internet and put it on there and words and phrases. And, and that allows me to really do a, a goal board more often and to change it and tweak it as often as I like. And then I can print off as many as I need or want. So I have one in a picture frame in my bedroom. I have one on my refrigerator. I have one on the door as you're leaving my house so that I see it all as often as I possibly can. The refrigerator, I, I seem to be in the kitchen cooking a lot and working in there, so I, I see that one all the time. At night before I go to bed, it's in that picture frame, so it's right there for me to look at and super easy to change out. So if you don't know how to do a PowerPoint slide, you can definitely cut and paste and put it into like a Word document. PowerPoint just for me is easier. It's something I'm comfortable using. But a, a vision board and a goal board really can be two different things. You know, the overarching vision, the, the direction we're going in and what we're ultimately working towards is sort of that big picture. And the goals along the way are the things that are leading us towards that big picture. Most of us, though, can't look five or ten years down the road and stay motivated today to do the activity if it's something that we're working towards that's five or ten years down the road. So it's very important that we have goals and visions for right now, which is partially what I was saying before when I mentioned about, you know, putting things um, in my little folder, like, you know, getting new running shoes or getting um, uh, a camera or some of those types of things or the book next book I want to read. Those were smaller chunked things that I could then more easily work towards now. I can earn enough income to go get those new running shoes or I can have the running shoes be a reward for a short-term goal that I've set for myself versus always looking five to ten years down the road. So it's just important when you look at your goal board that your mind doesn't shut off and say, oh, that's not going to happen now, but that it's actually something that we are working on now. So ideally, our vision boards and goal boards should be six to eight weeks that we have them and then we create new ones. Otherwise, our mind sort of blocks it out. How does everybody feel about that? Jennifer Linda here. That's that's really helpful, um, and that's exactly what's happened to us. We've had the the short term goals, and we've met them, uh, and I can picture them. Um, and then you take them off of that board, but it's really important to re continue to renew your mind and think about okay, what's next? What's next? And not get so, so often we get caught up in just keeping up with life, and we. Stop creating our life, and we just we start reacting to it. So um, I just think that's pivotal. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. Yeah, it's so easy. And 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 my 
I've found for myself that it's been so easy sometimes to have a goal board on the refrigerator or something that's been there for too long, and I don't even notice it's there. I don't look at it. I don't get excited. I don't start to dream when I look at it. It's just like, oh, yeah, it's just another thing that I've got posted on my refrigerator. So I know when I do that, it's definitely time to make a new goal board. And we need to constantly have something new in front of us. We've got to keep our minds alive and excited and engaged. And a goal board that's been around too long isn't going to do that for you. It's going to be like a piece of artwork on your, on your wall that you don't even look at anymore. Hey, what is Jennifer, this is, this is Stacey. Um, this, uh, this is something that, like, has always been a struggle for me. Um, but I just recently figured out how to vision map, um, which is, you know, essentially the same thing. You take a dream, and then you um, break it up into bite-sized pieces. And what has helped me um, really, like, get my dream to where it's very specific is to take it into, like, you know, write a sentence or two about the dream and, like, have an image, like, really vividly see that image and then have, like, a specific goal page um, of specific goals that, you know, want to, um, you know, do and then... Um, create steps, you know, list the steps on what's next, you know, and then having those steps and creating a smaller bite size and into one task. Um, And then having that task have a date on it, but when I specifically want to complete that task. And then it gets me daily in action and momentum and it creates a, um, you know, a vivid image of me getting to my dream, even if it takes 10 years, it's the fact of I'm taking that dream into bite-sized pieces. And so it has helped me create my dream because sometimes dreams can be so far out and then you lose, like, because people can come in and and steal that dream um, through, like, you know, like you're just crazy. That dream is that doesn't make sense or whatever. So it just helps you kind of, you know, not like stay focused, but like when people come in and say the negative, you have this positive mindset. Like it's gonna happen. Like I'm gonna do this. Mm-hmm. So that has helped me. Very good. Very very good. What are some other thoughts? Okay, so just some words of encouragement and I guess a little bit of homework for everybody. First off, think through where you're actually capturing your dreams and set up a place to do that. Maybe it's going to be a notebook. Maybe it's going to be a file folder. Maybe it's going to be on your computer or your phone. But have a place where you're capturing your dreams. So that when you see an advertisement for, let's say, Bora Bora, you go, oh, my gosh, I've always, I've always wanted to go to Bora Bora. I'm going to put that on my list. Or you see a picture of a home, and you're like, oh, my gosh, that's my dream house. And so you either capture that picture or you rip it out of a magazine, you put it in your folder. You start to create the life that you want to live based on all the things that you want to have, do, be, or become before you pass away. So you start to build that folder. Also take the time to look at, your goal board. Do you have a goal board? 
is it something that you've had for a long time and it's time to refresh and get something new? Because if so, then do it. Take the time, set the time aside to create a new goal board. Now, a lot of this stuff happens at the same time. So you might be thinking, well, gosh, I don't have my dream finalized and I don't know what I want my life to look like. So how do I create a goal board? Well, it could take a long time. And I don't mean that to, to discourage anybody, but we're going to go through life and things are going to change and tweak. And, you know, some of you are thinking, well, gosh, I want to put a sailboat on my dream, my dream board, or I want to put a, an airplane on my dream board. That's awesome. That's great. Others of you might be thinking, I have no idea what's going to go on there, and that's okay too. So you can take bite-sized, smaller chunks. You can put your next Shackley goal on the list. You can, what you want to do is you want to have some type of a goal board. So it can be smaller items that are on there, or it can be bigger items. It can be the big picture vision, whichever one works for you. And then the last thing, I know this is three things so far, so coming up with a way to capture your dreams, looking at your vision board, goal board, and then really take some time to think through day in and day out life. What would day in and day out life look like when you reach your goal, whatever that goal is? So if it's master coordinator in Shackley, great. Design your life as a master coordinator. If it's a key coordinator, do that. Design your life as a key. Maybe it has nothing to do with Shackley and it has something to do with other things that you've got on your list of things that you want to do. Maybe you want to retire to Florida. Maybe you want to be out in Arizona. I don't know what's on your goal board or your list. But start to look through what would life look like, day in and day out life. What is your ideal life? And let's get that captured and get that taken care of so that you can start to work towards it. So I hope everybody has a fabulous Shackley Day and a fabulous Shackley Week. We'll be here same time, same place next week. And thanks for everybody participating this morning. Have a great day.